Hi, I'm Ruben. Welcome to chapter four of this audio series on solving problems with technology. In this chapter, we'll discuss the importance of getting the right blend of generalists and specialists when you're tackling a technology project. When you're trying to get great outcomes with technology, it's important to have an appropriate mix of people and skill sets making contributions. One way we think about the different skills that people bring is through the lens of generalists and specialists. When we talk about a generalist, we mean someone who has a broad understanding of a topic, and by specialist, we mean someone who has deep domain expertise. They each have an important role to play in the creative process. Getting past the restrictions imposed by these labels allows space for people to bring all of their skills to the table, leading to better outcomes. In this chapter, we're going to discuss the difference between generalists and specialists, how we can be both at the same time in different areas, and how we can leverage insights from both groups to get great outcomes. So let's start by talking about the difference between a generalist and a specialist. Seems fairly obvious to say that specialists see things that generalists don't. They often have years of training in a particular discipline. Specialists are important contributors, bringing a depth of expertise that almost every project requires. However, specialists see the world from a particular point of view, and this can mean that the perspectives shared are overemphasized in one area. For instance, when you have multiple specialists from the same field, they can end up debating nuances at the expense of the bigger picture. The reverse is also true. Generalists see things that specialists don't because they bring a broad knowledge base on a topic and can tackle problems drawing on their breadth of experience. A generalist who has an interest in multiple areas is often looked down on as a jack of all trades, but we believe that generalists can bring knowledge from other domains that allow the team to approach problems from a different angle. We often hear the term that someone knows enough about a subject to be dangerous, but we think it's worth noting that they might also know enough to be incredibly useful. And just to be clear, we're not advocating for bringing in someone with no knowledge of a particular area. The real value is when you get the right mix of experience and knowledge to move forward. When you have both generalists and specialists in a team, and each acknowledges and accepts the other's role in the work, together they can contribute more than they would working alone. By way of example, if every player in a soccer team was always trying to score a goal, the team wouldn't win many games. The best teams know their positions and play their roles well. While they each bring different strengths, by relying on each other they can achieve more than they could alone. It's also important to realise that the same person can contribute as both a specialist or a generalist at different times. It can be dangerous to consistently think of yourself as either one or the other, None of us know everything there is to know about every subject, so if you're a specialist in one area, then inevitably you'll be a generalist in others. As a generalist, you may have had a life experience that gives you valuable knowledge. You may not be highly trained in the area being debated, but you can offer a genuine perspective from a different angle. By definition, a specialist in a particular subject can't use a product or service in the same way as a consumer. This is especially true when you're creating products or services for other people. You often have so much specialist knowledge about a product that you'll have blind spots in the way it's going to be used. That's why we ask for feedback from typical consumers when we're making products. While our customers may be generalists when it comes to how we've created the product, they are specialists in what it's like to be an end user. Now let's talk about how both these roles can contribute to getting great outcomes. 
When you're a specialist in a particular subject, it's important to recognise when to listen and act on ideas from a generalist. It's also important to provide the most appropriate input at the most appropriate moment. And just because you're an expert doesn't mean you should dominate the conversation. You need to keep the overall goal or intention front of mind at all times. For example, for a jazz band, the main goal is to create music that the audience enjoys. Everyone plays a role in making this happen. But if you're the bass player, just because you can play a four-minute bass solo doesn't mean that you should launch into it in the middle of a song. To solve problems in the most effective way, sometimes a specialist needs to leave their ego at the door. Likewise, when you're a generalist, you need to be careful not to wade too far into someone's specialist area, but at the same time have the courage to contribute a point that is useful, even in a room full of specialists. When getting the most out of generalists and specialists, it's not just about how they share and treat each other, but also when they're involved in a project. Bringing generalists and specialists onto a project at the right time can help create balance. For example, at the beginning of a big project, it's often helpful to have some generalists in the mix to provide ideas that the specialists may overlook. Finally, it's worth noting that the longer someone spends on a subject, the more of a specialist they become. At that point, they might lose their generalist lens, and with it, the unique insights they were so useful at providing. Blending and integrating generalists and specialists is not something you do once and then forget about. It's something that you need to continually reassess in light of the value being contributed. So in summary, both generalists and specialists bring unique perspectives to the work, and by doing so create better overall outcomes. Generalists are helpful due to their breadth of knowledge, and specialists because of their depth of knowledge. Neither is better than the other, but rather they assist one another in creating a balanced solution that meets the overall intent. At different times, we will play the role of a generalist or specialist depending on the work. We don't need to see ourselves as either one or the other. Rather, we should put our focus and attention on sharing whatever would be the most helpful. Just as important as who is involved is when they're involved. Timing plays a key role in getting the best insights and shaping direction. To draw the best out of each other, you need a high degree of respect and empathy. So that was chapter four on generalists and specialists. For more detail on the ideas we've discussed, and for additional resources, take a look in the chapter notes.